For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Jim. Hey, how are you? I'm doing really well. How about you? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Great. Four months later. We haven't spoken in four months. It's been a long four months. <laughs> I hope that it sounds like you've been, um, you've been doing okay. So tell me what has been working well. Um, uh, I feel... Um, ten times less anxious overall. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, dramatically less anxiety. Uh, that's positive. Uh, I've been. Um, I decided to uh, join a country club up in Vermont, which has allowed me to meet a bunch of people. So, yay! I've been playing golf with some new people up there, and. Um, that's been a very positive experience. Um, uh, I've been walking every morning, working out. I've lost 20 pounds. Wow. Been um, uh, spending time with my parents, been spending time with my kids. Alex got Nick home from school last week. Alex got into NC State. And uh, wow. so she's set up. Um, she's going to the prom tonight. She's all excited about that. Um, so a lot, a lot of positive things. Yeah. I, and how, how are things with your parents? Great. Um, they, uh, I went up and played golf with my mom on Mother's Day and had dinner with them. And okay. Stayed up at Lake That's George. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. So, well, that uh, I playing, have to say, I, I really would love for you to just for, for a second to look back like three years ago how your relationship was with your parents especially your mom and uh they would have been a hell of a lot of little challenges for mother's day i don't know if they would have gone so smoothly yeah i mean i it's so i did try to find a therapist up in vermont and it's a long story but i you know met the guy for the first time and i was trying to explain you know by um, everything's going on. And, uh, so, you know, I took him through like a short version of history, you know, told him about what we've been working on and, and all that. And he said, well, hang on a second. He said, you're, you have a good relationship with your parents. You have a good relationship with your kids. You are good at work. You're good, um, with your brother and his family. You have a good group of friends. What exactly is the problem? And it, it was one of the reasons, you know, I kind of said, you know, the center of my problems and my anxiety is Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when you look at it, and even going back to that time with my parents, a lot of my anxiety was based on things she was putting in my head that were happening. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. um, you know, so, I, and I don't think it was intentional on her part. I think she honestly felt like she was trying to help me, but like as I 
look back on it now, I just, I need to continue to remind myself, like, I built a great system for myself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. The, you know, that relationship, the lifestyle I have at Lake George, the lifestyle I have in Vermont, um, you know, the the peacefulness I can live my life with right now, <clears throat> you know, the uh, connection I have with my kids, the, the ease of my relationship with yeah. my kids, you, you know, all of that, I don't, like, that's all stuff I did. Like, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. And I would say, I would add that it's stuff that you did despite all the challenges of her pulling in different directions for you. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's right. I mean, I, I think it took me longer because of that. And I, mm -hmm. you know, I think it was harder. And I think there were, was a lot of inner turmoil and stress because of that, you mm -hmm. know, but I made it through it. And, you know, I'm sitting here today. And like I said, I'm, you know, I'm shape, I'm in shape, I'm happy, I'm you know, things are solid, so. Yeah, so tell me about um, uh, the, so you, you have these therapists up there or you decided that? No, what, uh... he, he um, so I, I went through my insurance company. I got a, you know, a reference. You know, I did all the stuff you're actually technically supposed to do. I've never kind of followed mm -hmm. that before. And so I went into the first meeting and, uh, he he said, listen, I don't really care about, you know, the money part of this, um, uh, you know, but how much do you think you'd be willing to pay me? And I found the question kind of odd, and I said, I don't know, like, what's normal, you know, and so we, we went back and forth a little bit. You know, long story short, the next, he, he said, don't worry about it, money's not a big deal. So then the next meeting comes, and he goes, where's my check? So I only met with him mm -hmm. twice. And I said, what do you mean? You told me last time it's not a big deal, and I would have thought you would have sent me a bill. And uh, he said, oh, no, no, well, let's talk about it next time. And then I, I called the billing department for the thing, and I said, what the heck's going on? Like, this doesn't seem normal to me. And they're right. like, well, yeah, we usually, we usually, you know, we'll bill your insurance company and then figure out what the deal is and then send you a bill. And I said, well, that's what I would have thought. So I actually got um kind of annoyed with the guy um mm -hmm. mostly because it's you know that that's pretty inappropriate like you think yeah. about the context of me going there i'm stressed i'm anxious i'm th that was right when i was starting to close things off with jennifer and i you know i was you know and to me that's kind of taking advantage of somebody in a pretty weak place in in my opinion yeah. and so I kind of got, I said, you know what, I don't like this guy. So I canceled everything else and I got to now figure out a new path. Okay. So how is our, our work together support you or doesn't? What is, what is missing that you're considering something else? This is the part no, that I mean, I'm I was reflecting on it, which is why I reached out to you. I, I do think it supports me. I, I think I need to come up with a plan with you potentially. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for, um, like, I, I, I want to, um, I want to be more consistently positive. And okay. so I, I like 
to find a way to um, uh, train my brain to see things positively, you know, 80% of the time. And then, you know, if you have a negative thought, turn it to a positive thought more quickly. You know what I mean? Um, yes, I versus, do. Versus dwelling on it and, you know, pushing it um, backwards, yeah. you know, or, or, or allowing it to, you know, deconstruct um, uh, in a negative way. Um, you know, so the example this week on the negative side, like, so I think I just shared a lot of positives. I the example this mm -hmm. week on the negative side, which is why I kind of panicked, um, you know, was I, I'm confusing feeling guilty and feeling bad for Jennifer because of her circumstances from like, to me that that's confusing to me versus, um, you know, just feeling happy for myself, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. feeling happy for my path. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I feel like a lot of the times I went back to her is, be, is because she almost convinced me, um, you know, she convinced me that I, um, that her needs were my needs. It would be the way I would say it. Um, versus mm. me allowing myself to have, you know, the independent, um, you know, the just saying, listen, this is my choice for my life. And, you know, whatever happens in the future happens. But if you want to see me, you can find me in Burlington. Well, you know what I mean? That, yeah. cause that's where I'm going to be. And I'm not going to I'm not going to be in a long distance relationship anymore. I need to set down roots. I need to have friends and whatever path that takes me on. That's the path that takes me on. And that's a, that's a good thing for me, and it's okay for me to make that choice. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I love the idea of you creating um, creating a plan of action where when that negative side comes or that self doubting second thoughts that like questioning part of you comes up. Uh, you know, kind of like, I guess they call it the, the moments where the dark, the dark night of the soul, right? We all have them here and there, that you know what it is, that you can look at it on the face and say, okay, you know, this is happening. So the first thing that I want to tell you is that it makes a lot of sense, and it's not something that is going to just go away and never come back, because this is life. There's, there's going to be moments right now with Jennifer, and slowly it's going to have less power over you. But there may be something else that happens. It could be your ex. It could be something that Alex does or, or says that triggers you, you know, your daughter or your mother or somebody at work. It doesn't matter. There's going to be things that actually make you go into a questioning, negative, hard place. I find that it's extremely important first to know, then to understand, and then to take it into the living situation. So... To know that it will happen, I think that is very important because, you know, we all want our life to be from, you know, from well to great to fabulous to just ecstatic and keep going. But, you know, there's always, even as we, you're making changes, there's always challenges that come up, right? Uh, and that's just part of life. So 
that's the knowing piece. The understanding is that I, I spoke with you about being a charismatic leader. Do you know much or do you remember much about that at all? No, remind me. Okay, I'm so glad that we're recording because I really wanted to, to listen to this again. Um, I like uh, about three weeks ago, I was actually giving a training to, to my students about these. The charismatic leader, and you are one. And interestingly enough, um, I'm pretty sure that you have the two most powerful uh, profiles, but the charismatic leader is someone that whose purpose, and I'm basing these in the soul profile. There's a book. I don't highly recommend it because it's kind of confusing, but if you want to get more information, you can. All of these comes from, starts with Freud, Young, and then Alexander Lowen and a bunch of other people. Um, but these five profiles, we all are born with one primary, one secondary. It, they do not change. It's not a personality thing. Is that you're coming this way, and there's a light side of who you are. There's a shadow side of who you are. And it's about understanding, integrating, making sense of things. So when things come up, you know, oh, okay, so this is coming up. I understand what's happening. This is what I'm going to do. This one is going to be helpful. This is what I need to remember or remind myself of. These are the strategies that I'm going to put in place that are going to help me switch over to the other side. Uh, the charismatic leader is the one that has the most power of all because the most energy, the most drive, because it comes to lead. It really needs to lead. But for the charismatic leader being, and I have to tell you, it's very, very different for each person. And, you know, like, remember that book that men are from Mars, women are from Venus? Yeah. There's, there's, uh, that was a really good beginning. But in my world now, since I, I learned these about 13 years ago, there's definitely at least five planets, if not more, because all the different combinations. But you can never expect a certain profile to do something that is just not innate to that person. We're all evolving and improving as you have proven yourself in a dramatic way. But the biggest piece is that as a charismatic leader, being for you is having a sense of winning. And not winning in a competitive sense that you have to be proved that you're better than, but that you feel satisfied by your life, by what you're doing, by how you're acting, be in your relationship with your children, your job, your, you know, your care with your, your self-care, your, you know, your connection with your puppy. You still have your puppy, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. She wakes awesome. me up at 545 so, every morning. <laughs> That's when you need to go for a walk, right? And she, she sings to me, and, and Starbucks doesn't open until 6, which kind of pisses me off, if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, she needs, you know, you need to actually get dressed, so you need those 15 minutes to get there. Yeah. Uh, so is this, is this, I, I have found that, let me tell you, the first thing when I learned that I was a charismatic leader, I was pissed, because the primary emotion of the charismatic leader is anger, Okay. And I was really pissed. But I, before we go forward and I tell you more, uh, I want to know if this, you find it helpful, that this would be something, because yeah. this is part of, will be part of our plan. Yes, because, yes. I mean, what resonates is I, I always felt like Jennifer was pulling me off of my path to kind of centering and happiness. You know what I mean? And I think it's because... Yeah. I could never fully 
commit, you know, to, to anything else. I can never fully commit to being with my kids. I can never fully commit to, um, you know, being a good brother. I can never fully commit to, you know, being a good son. I can never fully commit to work because there was always this pressure to, um, to deliver something for her um, mm-hmm. versus feeling supported on my way. Yes. And you are not someone that follows somebody else. You don't like following somebody else. It doesn't no. work for you. You can do it for a little bit, but it's, you know, kicking and screaming internally, it does not work for you. It's just, you know, it's, it's like part of who you are. Now, as part of who you are, because you are, you know, as a charismatic leader, you are like a chameleon in, in which way that you can actually change given whatever situation you're in, who you are surrounded with, because you have, a, you have something. You know what is best. You are the leader. You know, there's no mistake. You are the CEO because you are the leader. People recognize that, and you want people to follow you. And you're going to do it from your light, right? When you're in a good place, you're going to do it by inspiring. And you're going to inspire people to do the impossible. You want people to do their best because you know that that's going to be best for them and it's going to be best for the company and for you and for everybody involved. The idea is that you really, you don't just want to win. You want everybody to win. Now, are we, are we, we're good so far? Yeah, we're good so far. Yep. Awesome. So the, the archetype of the charismatic leader is the hero, the warrior the ones that is going to be the protector, they're going to defend values, they're going to defend um, beliefs and the people that need it. So you're going to find, that's why what you're doing in Vermont, I think it's so powerful and how, you know, uh, National Grid and other companies just suck your energy because you, you feel like you have to do something that is going to have a positive impact in the world, not just make money. Make money is good and great, but it's not fulfilling. So we're doing brand work at my company. Uh, and, cool. Uh, the, um, uh, they have an archetype for the type of company, and the archetype is the hero. No way. Oh, my God. Where to go? <laughs> that is really amazing. That is really, really cool. Yeah, because the idea, right, is just about improving, evolving, and protecting resources. Right? Is that that's right. what you're working on? Yeah, that's right. So, and because of that, you are more aligned. Like the work that we've been doing, Jim, has brought you closer and closer. You're a lot. You're living a more authentic, congruent life. You're more coherent. That's why you're healthier. You're happier. And and this is this is the part that is very interesting. I'm going to tell you in a moment because what you actually have is not anxiety. I know that that's what it looks like. That's what it may feel like. But in reality, it, there's a part of you that has a very hard time trusting. And because of that, there's a need for controlling. And when something feels out of control, then what you experience is anxiety. But it's not necessarily that you're afraid of something bad happening. There is but it's more connecting with the need for things to be a certain way, and it has to do with control. 
And that's why I think that Jennifer pushes your buttons in an intense way because she, her life is so chaotic. How are you doing? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it, it's, it's really, really important. Now, you have come, you were born to inspire, you live from your passion. You need to live, a, you know, you have a lot of energy and you're a very passionate person. You adore freedom, so that's really, really important. And you're only going to be disciplined when it's going to help you win. Discipline on its own is not going to really inspire you. Like there's other, there's other profiles that just love discipline. And for a charismatic leader, and I know that you have a lot of discipline, but I think it's coming from your secondary. That's, that's my guess. I, I don't, um, I would not, I, I would call myself successfully disciplined, meaning right. like when I got it, I can buckle down and get whatever I, not, I need to get done, but I'm actually a procrastinator. Not only a procrastinator, I would say that you can have discipline for a short amount of times when you need to have something done. And if that is, is rewarding because it causes, it gives you good results, like you feel like you're winning, like you lost weight, you're feeling fit, you're feeling healthy, you're just on top of your game, that's going to continue inspiring you to, con- to have discipline and continue with whatever you're doing, but not because you enjoy it in itself. Oh, God, no. I enjoy the outcome, <laughs> not the I enjoy exactly. the outcome, not the process. Exactly. exactly, exactly. I like clean dishes, not really doing the dishes, right? Absolutely. So um, let's see. This is this is a key piece. So when you're when you're in your light, it, you're just you're like you know, like a Superman. Now there is a, there is a component that um, that you have had that naturally um, there is and discomfort being visible, being too visible because of that lack of trust that I was uh, talking about earlier. Um, there's, you know, there's been times in your lives, uh, in, our, in our lives, but in, in everybody's life, where being visible caused pain. Like somehow it was, you were not given what you really wanted. And then I know, you know, knowing your childhood, I know that when you ask for needs to be satisfied, there were not. So it's like there's a part of you that just doesn't trust and just prefers to hide when it's, when it's facing something challenging, like the isolation piece. Okay? Um, yeah, I mean, I, um, I, I agree with the visibility thing. Um, you know, I, it's something I, I can force myself to do. I, I think the – I don't know what, where the isolation piece comes from. Because it, um, like I, I, like I go to the, like I can go to the country club now and walk in and there's people there that, like the first couple times I went there I didn't know anybody I would sit at the bar you know, and just you know grab food or whatever. But now I go in and people say hi to me and they come talk to me or whatever. And I actually like it better. You know what I mean? Like it's certainly a, a better. Uh, so I don't like being isolated, but I can be comfortable mm-hmm. being isolated. Does that make sense? Of course, absolutely. But I'm talking more the isolation when you're feeling bad, when you oh, just okay. like Got hide. It. That's it. the hiding. Not when you're feeling good. Of course, you want to connect. It's a, you're huge, you know, huge connector. And not only that, you have a very uh, sensual and very passionate nature. 
And not just, I have to tell you, not just, I'm not talking in a sexual way, but in a magnetic way, which is the same type of energy. It's all second chakra and it's all about, you know, being magnetic, being charismatic, being, you know, loving, loving to be around people and fascinating by people and really wanting, wanting to be. This is the, the, the kicker is that there is a visibility issue, but at the same time, one of the biggest needs that a charismatic leader has is to be actually to be seen. So it's oh, through working, yeah, to be seen, to be seen for who you are, for your brilliance, for what you are contributing, to be acknowledged, to be really seen because, you know, a leader that the, is not, not going to be followed. The, well, the word I um, have used a, a lot, it was mostly in the context of the relationship, but it was also in the context of my ex. Uh, I think I've used it in the context of my parents and with the kids even is being validated right yes yeah exactly being validated which has to do with like you know lack of absolutely like you're you're not what you're doing is because see because of that what actually comes down to is that feeling that you're not good enough that somehow it's like no matter what you do it just doesn't work nobody's happy yeah and because at, at the core, there's a very, very sensitive person, very sensitive. But at the same time, the charismatic leader has built in uh, another one of the profiles because of the need to, you know, to lead. It has built in what is called um, emotional intelligence specialist. And to translate it is the person that walks into a room and it's like can sense the energy, what's going on, who is, you know, having issues with who else. You just, you can read people. Uh, and that is a really amazing quality. On the other hand, because of the lack of trust, it can lead to actually feeling, to taking things too personal, which creates um, struggle or, you know, a conflict. Uh, and that, that's something to look out for. Um, in the shadow side, this is, this is a kicker, the shadow side, so everybody, remember when, when you saw the, uh, the shadow effect, remember back then, you read some of the yeah. book and so on? Okay. This, this is the part that is uncomfortable, because we all go into our shadows or in a defensive place when we are either under stress or we feel or perceive ourselves being attacked or, you know, questioned, so we are going to defend ourselves. Because the charismatic leader has the most um, powerful energy in the world, you know, the charismatic leaders of all time, you know, like Martin Luther King, but the, in the shadow, the enforcer is like Hitler, you know, that is going to manipulate and create um, annihilation, you know, like disasters. Uh, they're both charismatic leaders, but one is in its light and the other one is in its shadow. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's the integration of that shadow that is really going to bring the most of you. So it's not that that's when you say you want to, you know, manage your negative. I find that definitely understanding and acknowledging it is really – so what has happened, I want to share with you what has happened in the last 13 years since I learned these before I spent like – 
you know, four months really being really pissed. And then after that, I worked on so much of my trauma, which you have been doing, because the most trauma in somebody's life, the bigger the, the enforcer, the bigger the defense, right? If somebody has gone through a lot of trauma, they're not going to be like taking things lightly. So uh, the, once you heal your tra- the trauma, the negative is going to also decrease and the moments are going to be shorter. They're going to be less intense. They're going to be more manageable. The anxiety is going to change and it's going to come like more sporadically. So the biggest, the biggest piece is just understanding and taking responsibility because the, the primary emotion is not just anger, it's like rage. Um, so the biggest fear is to be humiliated, to be seen as a nobody or a weak person because for them it's like, you know, like death. And the biggest, the biggest strength is to inspire with courage, vulnerability, passion, and the energy just to do the impossible. Whatever is just, you know what is, uh, what's this guy that died? Um, oh, shoot. Jobs. Steve Jobs? Yeah. That's a charismatic leader. And you could see how when he was going into his shadow and he was being a jerk, right? What, so, um, yeah. Who, what is the best match for a charismatic leader? What personality type? So it's the, the best match, this is interesting because the best match is not always, not always the one that may be easiest and in the person, depends on the person. So a lot of charismatic leaders tend to be paired up with team players and um, creative idealists, knowledgeable achievers. What would would be very helpful is to, for me to share, and we don't have to do it all today, but for me to share and for you to notice who, you know, the people that you have been attracted into your life, who have they been and what has worked and what hasn't worked. So, Interestingly enough, my first husband and my second husband have this exact same profile with one small difference. Well, that's, that's actually being sarcastic. My second husband did one critical One years. critical difference. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 24 years of personal development. That was the kicker. <laughs> so it's the same profile, but it's 24 years of self awareness versus, you know, 40 years of blaming the world and others for whatever is going wrong with them. That was my first husband. My second husband has a complete, but it's the same profile, interestingly enough. Now, the piece that I want to bring up is the, the, the knowledgeable achiever because I think that you try to be a knowledgeable achiever, but a charismatic leader, unless it's your secondary profile, and the secondary is only there to support the purpose of the primary, but unless it's there for a charismatic leader to try to be a knowledgeable achiever is selfish. And we're always going to battle with knowledgeable achievers. And if your secondary is a knowledgeable achiever, you're going to have an internal battle, which you have encountered many times. 
that internal battle within yourself. Uh, and that's why I wonder if you have it, but I'm going to just tell you just a couple of sentences about the knowledgeable achiever, and you're going to recognize it. And you definitely know them because they're all over corporate America. They're very successful, and they're very, very easy to spot. The knowledgeable achiever is a disciplined person, brilliant intellectually. Uh, they're very linear. Most of the time they see black or white. They, have, um, they love learning. They love teaching. And they are the ones that they would say, actually we got a teacher for my husband that, would, you know, that said, um, I don't, I'm not arguing. I'm just explaining you why I'm right. <laughs> because, because the thing is they are so smart and they have all the facts and they have learned so much they're so they really are brilliant it's not like you know it's not like they're making it up it really is based on like a charismatic leader could actually say a bunch of stuff but if that doesn't work they're going to come up with something else and some of it like facts for a charismatic leader are like malleable they're flexible <laughs> let's call it you know it's not like it's not necessarily that we're, we're liars, but we will use whatever it takes in order to have people, um, to win people over. Because, we, especially because we have a good, you know, a, a, good, um, a good purpose. We want to, you know, we want to lead and we want to lead in a good way and we want people to join us and to follow us. So there is a purpose for that. But the knowledgeable achiever is extremely successful, is very, is a, you know, they, they love, you know, going up in the corporate ladder, you find them as VPs or CEOs or, you know, because they've gotten there. Uh, they, but they're very, they're very tight. But the dark side is the rule keeper. They're like, this is the way it has to be. Have you, do you, can you think of anybody you have encountered that is like that? Um, yeah, I mean, Jennifer's a lot like that. She, uh, okay. she presents as having knowledge about every, uh, everything in the world and she also uh, r randomly uses different facts at different points in time to make whatever case she's trying to make. Now does she do it from a knowledgeable achiever meaning like she's really sticking to the facts or she's going to change the facts to however whatever works for her in order to convince you? That, the latter. The latter. So she's probably another charismatic leader. And having two charismatic leaders, uh, maybe. It, maybe, you're not sure about that. No, it's possible. Um, you know what, that's pro probably probable. Yeah, I, I think that, and if it's not her primary, it could be her secondary. It could yeah. be, because charismatic leaders can be extremely dramatic. Remember, they take everything personal and everything's very intense. They leave their emotions yeah. incredibly intensely. And you can be their best friend one moment and the next moment they just hate you and you're just like the worst. Um, and you're either really, you know, making them happy or just ruining their life. It's very... Now, so... The, do you, when I describe the knowledgeable achiever, do you relate to that as possibly your secondary or not necessarily? Not really. Um, okay. I mean, I, uh, I, I will, uh, I will learn whatever I need to learn, you know, to make progress, um, 
you know, on my mission. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. you know, I think I decided, whatever, five, six years ago, I'm going to tackle my mental health. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I've been, you know, I've read 100 books about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm uh, – yeah. and I'm still on a on a journey trying to, you know, figure it out. But, like, I – you know, I wouldn't say I know everything about it. I would say I'm learning it because I, you know – it's something I want to master. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't yeah. remember things. I don't typically argue. I don't like facts. Like I'm not a huge fact person. I'm a theme person, like, mm-hmm. um, like big picture themes of, you know, trajectories, changes, shifts, you know, like I, I recognize the EQ part of what you said way more than the knowledgeable part of what you said. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's, it's more that you may have, it's possible that you may have it as a secondary and it's just something that supports your primary purpose, which is like, okay, I'm going to get disciplined because it's going to get me where I want to go, basically. So I'm going to, I'm going to use it that way. But definitely I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever, absolutely no doubt whatsoever that your primary is a charismatic leader. And as a charismatic leader, the most important thing that you can do is to know that you are going to experience your emotions intensely. You are going to go, you are going to be taking things personal, that you are a sensitive person. There are certain things that are really going to affect you. And, and I can tell you what I do. So, and what I have actually taught, um, you know, hundreds of people, kinds of charismatic leaders, because charismatic leaders know that inside of them, there's a monster. That that cannot be let loose. And there's, there's a fear of that, you know, that part of us that can just go crazy. And it can either go crazy outward or it could go as a self-destructive. So it's there. And it's very important to understand it and recognize it so, so we can go into the place of soothing instead of resisting that is a very key component there there's going to be moments where things are going to hurt you and you're going to get furious there's moments where you're going to feel vulnerable or exposed and that's going to make you really mad and those are the moments where it's i use tapping i use a lot of tapping um i know that journaling works for you I also use changing the space where I am. I know that I, if I stay wherever I am, that's going to be make, make it a lot harder, so I need to get out. And nature for me is amazing. I need to just go out I've been and just use, I've been using that. I've been using that a lot. Um, Perfect. Especially if something happens at work. I, all right, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go get outside. Um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's crucial. It's change the, change the location. I, you know, I don't know how much or how little you use tapping. Tapping for me is just, I, you know, and sometimes I have to tell you when I'm really in a bad space, I, uh, I do what I call refusal tapping, which means, and, and I say, even though this is not going to help, this is not going to do anything. It's not going to help me in anything. I'm going to do it just because I'm stubborn. But I know it's not going to help. I know it's not going to help. It's not going to help. I'm so pissed or hurt or upset or anxious or afraid or whatever it is that I'm feeling. And after five minutes of me saying this is not going to help, I start feeling better. 
<laughs> but I ha- because what happens is that we uh, have such a huge re- we have such a huge rebellious side that if I do something that I feel like it's going to help, there's going to be a part of me that is going to resist it like crazy. Why? Why? Tell, talk to me more about that because, like, I, I would have characterized, you know, my history is whenever I actually succeed, I, um, like, I do something to to subtract, like, p- to pull back. Yeah. Um, yeah. is, is that the rebellious side, or is that the lack is, of is not, it, not wanting it, to be seen? Like, what is that? It's a combination. That's a really awesome question. It's a combination because since you have built in these these desire for control, okay? It, it, okay, let's let's see where it started. It started. It starts when you were born, and in your particular case, you you know we all had at some point we had some sort of trauma. But when trauma happens, it, for the charismatic leader, we feel betrayed and abandoned. And that betrayal and abandonment means that I cannot trust anybody because at some point they're going to betray me, they're going to abandon me. So I have to be in the lookout. I have to be hypervigilant. And even though what I really want is to lead, to inspire others to be their best selves, to really just, I'm on a mission to be my best self and inspire others to be the same, to do the best they can. I know, I know that I have to be seen in order to do that, but it's really scary because being seen makes me vulnerable to being exposed and being criticized, rejected, and abandoned. So that's, there's a catch-22, and that is where the growth happens. That right there is the wedge that needs to be you know, driven in to develop the piece where when you can say, and I will get to answer your question. I know I'm doing it in a bit of a longer way. You need to answer that? Sorry, say that again? Yeah. I do need to answer that or it's okay? Do I, do I have to do what? I'm sorry. I, I, I was hearing it. It sounded like a phone ringing, so I didn't know if you had to answer No, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, okay. um, I'm meeting my daughter for lunch pre-prom. Um, oh, cool. So I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just waiting there. Okay. So are you in your car or you're driving? Where are you? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm just standing. Okay, good. So the piece that I wanted to share is that it's crucial in order to continue growing, it's crucial to come to terms with the, the part of you that, that, that's somehow hiding something. Like if they, if they, these, you know, whoever it is, if they knew this about me, they would lose, I would, you know, I would be humiliated, I would lose trust, I would, whatever it is, and I'm, I'm done for. So that is when we are hiding parts of us. Like for me, I was, as a child, I was told that I was selfish. So I would do whatever it takes for me, for, you know, not to be called selfish. But that led me to so many troubles because now I, when somebody told me, that you know, I'm being selfish, which of course doesn't happen because I have worked on it. But if it, if it does, I say, you know what? Yes, I can be selfish and I can be incredibly generous. I, you know, both are true. But the piece that I want to, you know, to get to you, answer your question is that when you're actually expanding your energy, your reach, your impact in others, what's going to happen is that there's a part of you that is freaking out and it needs to put the brakes on. 
So what is going, you're going to go into like what is called like a, it's like a backlash or a backward spiral where you're like, whoa, wait a minute, too much, too soon, too fast, too visible. I need to just stop these. Yeah, it's losing control. Exactly. It's losing control. That's exactly it. Because losing control could lead to you not knowing what's coming at you and what could be coming at you could be some, you know, some judgment, criticism, rejection, abandonment, which is the original one. So at one level, it's hugely important to actually know all these. Now, are you meeting with your daughter at noon or 12.15? Just to, to know. Uh, now, you... actually. Okay, okay, no problem. Okay, so I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you the link so you can listen to it, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll connect to it. Do you have any materials I can read, Laura? Yes, on this? I do, I do. Yeah. Absolutely. Send me, send send me articles or whatever I can read as well. Okay. I'll send you right, the book. Thank you. I'll and, set know, something is, up for next okay. week. Sounds great. Okay. Take care. All right. Thank Enjoy. you. Bye-bye.